Coming up, Pirates of the Caribbean will be seeing some big changes. Siemens and Disney have broken up, and speculation on what to come in Disney parks is flying right before this year's D23 Expo. So, live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged episode 946 for the week of July 11th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney (laughs) vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. I am your host today, Craig Williams, filling in for Pete Werner, who is currently out in sunny California on an Adventures by Disney backstage magic trip uh, that will lead into D23. So, um, yeah, he's not here. I'm here instead. Deal with it. Suffer. (laughs) And joining me today is a, a whole bunch of fun people. So we'll start with Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And then also Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Hello. And then Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And then back on the controls, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Uh, hello. Hello. And then me again. So um, I should also mention that it's not just Pete on that trip. It is also John and Kevin. Um, and uh, yeah, so we are very short-staffed. But you know what? It will, uh, it'll be a fun one, I think, to say the least. So, uh, hmm. Hmm. what do we have hmm. to go over? Well, let's start by saying, for the fourth time, I think, this episode, all of them by me, uh, this week is the D23 Expo. So, um, a lot of people from our team will be out and about. So, uh, I believe I will be there. Pete, Corey, Steve, Rhino, mm-hmm. um... I've already lost place. Tom Bell, Michael Bowling, Will, Will Perry, and Jackie? Jackie Gailey. So that will be our uh, our big team that will all be out there. Uh, we will have a booth in the uh, on the expo floor. So um, a lot of times you'll see us recording in there, having uh, having fun and games, and going out live with some of the breaking information that we find out. So uh, if you're walking around and you see us doing that, stop by. Feel free to watch if you can hear us saying anything at all it's very loud in there so i doubt you will um but uh yeah no definitely come say hi to us as much as possible i know everyone's going to be crazy running around so um we'd love to meet as many people as possible but also along with that too if you are at home you're not going to be out there for it please make sure you watch along with everything uh that we will be uh going out with so uh make sure you're constantly watching your youtube updates because we'll have probably two live shows a day going out uh we'll be doing a lot of stuff on facebook live around the expo floor and such so um stay glued to your social media we'll even be giving away uh some some prizes i think (gasps) so i don't I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose what prizes we are giving away. So I I'm not saw the banner. Oh, you saw the banner? No. <laughs> okay. Well, Julie knows, but I don't know the exact details, so I'm not going to screw it up and say the wrong thing. But we will be giving something big away, so make sure you are following along with us. Um, and, yeah, that is that is everything I have to say regarding the D23 Expo. So does anyone else have any housekeeping while I uh, pull up the list of shows and everything that we have going on? No. Mm-hmm. I can if you want. Sure. Is that what you were hoping for? Why not? Um, well, it's not really housekeeping, but I was just going to mention uh, Patreon. Um, you know, there was a bunch of videos that uh, we, we did up there. And uh, as Craig's saying, we're going out to California to D23. So... Um, if you are one of the supporters, stay tuned because I might do some like daily updates on there as well as on our YouTube channel as well. Everybody will get a little bit of something while we're gone, of course, because we are narcissistic and cannot. I don't know if I added too many S's into that. I cannot uh, not be recording ourselves because that's just who we are. Full of ourselves. Is that enough? 
That is okay. plenty of okay. enough. So I am all queued up. So this next bit of housekeeping comes from Tom Bell out in California. And Tom writes, Today, Give Kids the World announced that it's adding another park to its 2017 Coasting for Kids fundraiser schedule. On September 9th, Coasting for Kids will come to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg in Virginia. So this is in addition to the previously announced event at the Quasi Amusement Park in Connecticut on August 16th and Frontier City in Oklahoma on September 16th. So to participate in the fundraiser, register at coastingforkids.org and choose the Diz team, then raise at least $100 to get free admission to the park and an hour of exclusive ride time on some of the park's most popular coasters. Um, He said this isn't public yet, but should be by the time of the show. (laughs) (laughs) he got permission to uh, announce it anyway so it's not really a big deal so yeah coasting for the kids uh awesome event roller coasters raising money for give kids the world uh if you're around any of those parks definitely raise some money try to participate could be a fun time or it might not be that's just that so let's move on to this week's shows Besides this one happening live right now. So every Monday, uh, well, technically Sunday night when it's live on Mixler at 10 o'clock Pacific time, um, you can start to listen to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, then available on Mondays on iTunes. And on this week's Disneyland show, the team answered listener questions about Disneyland, the D23 Expo, and so much more. So you can find that right now at DizUnplugged.com and iTunes tunes um and then also on mondays released at youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel and uh itunes and all that uh the dreams unlimited travel show so on this week's show i believe they talked about the current discounts that are out and available um for you whether it's disney uh universal disney cruise line uh disneyland um, even some like Viking cruises, other stuff, lots of discounts available. So go watch that show. And then coming up next week, they will be doing a show on the construction pit that is Caribbean Beach. So it's uh, that's a fun one to watch for. Then on Wednesdays, we have the best and worst of Walt Disney World. Rhino, what's on that one this week? I believe it's the best in uh, the best gadgets for your vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I, I, that might not be the exact title, but it is a pretty interesting. It was a an episode that is it, about what I just said. Gadgets that make your trip easier. No, that's not what we called it. I know, but that's what oh, it's about. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It's getting a better synopsis. <laughs> I get you. There you go. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also, <laughs> also going along with that, I do have to announce that uh, the Best and Worst show will be moving on to its own feed on iTunes. Uh, so starting in today's show notes page, I will have the link to the new iTunes feed for Best and Worst. So I'll probably give it about like one more week where I post the old show to the Diz Unplugged feed. Then after that, it's going to be gone. If you want to listen to that show, you'll have to sign up on the new feed um, and just do it because I told you. <laughs> and that should be good enough. Mm-hmm. Moving on, this Thursday on the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged, Rhino and I give you eight amazing reasons on why you should go visit Universal Studios Hollywood oh. in California. So there are uh, some fun things on that list. Eight fun things, in eight fact. Fun, yeah. <laughs> eight, eight to be precise, <laughs> if I do say so myself. So, yeah, you can check that out. Friday, disunplugged.com, youtube.com slash disunplugged. Rhino, dispop this week. What's going on? Fridays. Um, well, we I, I, I know last week I did the uh, my thoughts and opinions and give a little review on Spider-Man Homecoming, but some people asked to do another review that included spoilers and it included Craig as well. So um, we actually got a little more into the nitty-gritty of the, the movie this time around and had a pretty good discussion about it. So that'll go up this Friday. So if you still if you it, this is one I wouldn't watch unless you've seen the movie now though cuz we do spoiler heavy and Craig starts right away with the first spoiler right away. Oh, you know. He you just know dives how right I do. in. Yeah. <laughs> so 
That's just me. That's the way I live. So also <laughs> on Fridays, um, it's July, so that means Connecting with Walt is currently back. Um, audio only, of course. So uh, the first show of July actually released last Friday, but we didn't have a last sh- uh, show last week to really promote it. So I apologize for that. But in that episode, um, Michael Bowling and I examined the story of Mickey Mouse's creation and how it involved into evolved into the story that we do know today. So that is out and available. Definitely, uh, definitely download that and listen to it. It's a good one. And this coming Friday, um, we will uh, be at the D23 Expo, of course. Um, and that's right next door to Disneyland. So we will be talking about an unbuilt land for Disneyland called Discovery Bay. So if you know anything about that, it was uh, Tony Baxter's basically land baby that never came to be. And it's very interesting. Haven't recorded that yet, but I'm sure it'll be a fun one once we do. So you can find that this Friday. And that is it for the shows. I know there's no other housekeeping because I already asked about it earlier. Um, unless anything's come up in that time. Nope. Going once, going twice. Are you going to see Despicable Me 3, Rhino? Yes, I want to so bad. Because it's, a, it's universal, right? I know. Yeah, it is. It is. And I was going to do a review of it, but then I felt bad because Eli wasn't here and he loves those movies. And then oh my God. Eli hasn't gone with me yet. Well, we so already like, saw it. Did you love it? Oh, I love I love all those movies. I think they're super cute. Minions was just okay for me, but 1, 2, and 3? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. That'll be in an episode in the future. Sorry. There you go. So uh, <laughs> look for that. Curious. It's a good curious question that uh, was asked and answered. So why don't we wrap that up and let's move on to the news read today by none other than Mac and Cheese himself. All right. Bear with me because I'm not the best at reading the news. But all right. He needs glasses and won't get them. I do need glasses. Uh, Siemens is ending their sponsorship with the Disney Parks. Uh, Siemens has been a corporate sponsor of the Disney Parks for the last 12 years, and it looks like that partnership is about to come to an end. Siemens sponsorship S- Siemens sponsors Illuminations and Spaceship Earth at Epcot, and it's a small world in Disneyland. You might also remember that they sponsored the Osborne fam- Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights via Sylvania, uh, one of the parent company or the underlings, I guess, of Siemens is their parent company. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Disney is said, said in a statement, we appreciate their collaboration helping create unforgettable memories for our guests at Walt Disney World and Disneyland over the last 12 years. Siemens and the Walt Disney Company have enjoyed an exciting marketing and technology alliance that has brought tremendous visibility to the Siemens brand and joy to its employees, Siemens said in a statement. The Siemens Disney sponsorship has uh, evolved with the company's changing portfolio since 2005 and has exceeded expectations. There's been there already has been a lot of speculation online about what might happen at Epcot considering recent permits that have been filed. This information about Siemens leaves a big questions now as to what possibly could be for the future at Epcot. It absolutely does. No, it's uh, pretty massive. I think the one thing that we know for sure is that something's going to happen with illuminations down the road. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's been, I mean, rumors for years and years and years that illuminations was going to get a shake up anyways. Um, uh, And, you know, the park's about to celebrate the 35th anniversary. It seems like they do less and less of these, like, outsourced sponsorships the in the last couple of years it seems like to me i don't know if that's true or if it's just less advertised than maybe it used to be um i wouldn't say it's less advertised it just i think it was a bigger component back in the day um that uh, a lot of especially going back to when disneyland was first created the the park was very expensive to build and to do all the attractions and stuff they needed corporate sponsors to chip in money and then that you know that goes through the 64 world's fair where essentially they got the sponsors to build small world um carousel of progress all that and then at the end of it they got to move those attractions to their park and so it's and then it just kept going from there with epcot and thereafter so the the sponsors are still there not as many as there used to be but um, well, like you know, like when they um, Lights, Motors, Action, you yeah. know, 2005 that came out that had Lights, Motors, Action then presented by Brawny was like on the marquee in the front. And then I remember when Rock and Roller Coaster switched from 
something and now it's presented by Haynes, I think. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense. That's on the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And you're like, okay. Well, like, I, but I, it's just, it's one of those, like, I don't notice it in the marquees quite as much anymore. Or I guess there hasn't been a ton of attractions to come out since yeah, then. When, but, I mean, when it's not in the marquee, it's not really sponsored by anything. So it just, I guess Disney's has to fully cover the yeah. costs in terms of operating, updating, mm-hmm. all that. When when you have a sponsor, I'm sure they work out a deal where they spend so much money every so many years in order to upgrade the rides, update them. So, mm-hmm. uh, But do you think, when I saw that, and with all the stuff that's going to happen at D23 and Epcot is rumored to have a lot of stuff being done, do you think it was Siemens who ended their sponsorship or do you think it was disney saying hey look we're gonna go in a different direction i think it was siemens why would they to their to their shareholders say oh we dropped people that were giving us money i feel like that's a because maybe whatever their plan was siemens went "Eh, i don't i don't like that if you want to continue to be a sponsor you need to give us yeah, it could have been something like that where they didn't agree to some sort of agreement. But I'm, I feel like Disney wouldn't deny the money. Is my point? Like they wouldn't say we don't want you anymore. I don't, well, I don't there think. was this rumor that, and we talked about it when we talked about the piece of the monorail that fell. That Siemens had offered to provide all new trains. Yeah. But part of that deal was they wanted the name on the train, and Disney said no. And so, if the, if there is any truth to that, then maybe it is Disney doesn't want other names that aren't Disney in the park anymore as much you know i'm just I'm yeah just, it's just one of those like i'm just curious has like the acquisition of like marvel and star wars and the success of these films i know they haven't marvel's probably paid for itself by now for sure but star wars maybe not hasn't well maybe because it was like a four billion dollar purchase and the movie makes so much you know i i just i'm curious you know i'm wondering if some of these corporations kind of have word that there are big changes coming to epcot and they're saying well why are we keeping our names on attractions that are probably going to be dying soon maybe that's some of the idea of like we don't want to put our name on so like for example universe of energy doesn't have a sponsor anymore it used to be exxon mobil and then i think it was another yeah it was yeah yeah. and then it was another oil company so i think that they kind of saw like uh well this attraction is kind of not a fan favorite anymore let's take our name off of that because it makes us look bad almost i i mean in terms of the with siemens i i'm sure the contract was about i mean it's been what 12 10 years 12 years so um the contract is probably already, if it was like a 10-year contract, maybe it expired once and they renewed it for a while. And then it's coming up again and they just decided that they don't want to be mm-hmm. a part of it anymore. Maybe what they want to invest in doesn't really align with what Disney wants to do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Maybe they want upgrades made to Spaceship Earth and Disney isn't really interested in that. And it's not, it's not aligning. Either way, you know, I... Spaceship Earth itself will probably go through another refurb at some point in time, and we're going to see changes with it. But uh, at the core, it's probably still going to remain the same. But Illuminations, that is something that's going to definitely change at some point. So, um, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal that Siemens is dropping out because, you know, Disney just, just fine finding sponsors for fireworks, whether it's Happily Ever After, sponsored by Pandora or... Right now with Illuminations, when it was with Siemens, so regardless, they'll figure out. Is Happily Ever After sponsored by Pandora? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's not cool. the not the radio, the band beats. Uh, well, I thought the blue people, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not sponsored by the Navi. Yeah. But okay, why don't we move on to our next story? Because that's a fun one. Yeah, this is a big one. Massive changes coming to Pirates of the Caribbean in the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Park. A recent Disney Parks blog article about changes coming to Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland Paris um, also mentioned changes to Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland Park and the Magic Kingdom. Artists renderings show massive changes to the iconic auction scene. Instead of the pirates auctioning off women, like we want the red or we want the redhead or whatever, uh, it looks like the town people will be forced to auction off a grandfather clock, a picture frame, goats, among other things. Um, this massive change to the auction scene furthers Disney's choice and make the attraction more family friendly. 
Past modifications to the attraction include making the women chase the pirates rather than the suggestiveness of pirates chasing the women. These changes upset some, including Disney Imagineers like Francis Xavier Atencio, I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, in the book Pirates of the Caribbean from the Magic Kingdom to the movies. Atencio said that these changes soften the attraction, even referring to the changes as making the attraction into the Boy Scouts of the Caribbean. (laughs) Uh, The recent uh, recent petition has been created to save the auction scene and actually reached the ninth most popular petition on change.org last week, and it now has over 36,000 signatures. So it's clear that some Disney fans are extremely upset with the expected change. Who wants to jump in first? I I do have something to say (laughs) about it, but I'm trying to find the message um, in regards to it. So not me. I'd like to hear the opinion of one of the ladies. Well... When I first heard it on there, you know, I, I was upset that they were changing something that's like part of Disney history. But then the feminist side of me said, why does the redhead, you know, have to be auctioned off? I'm, I'm glad now she's a pirate and she has some, you know, that, that, that for me tells a better story. Not that my grandchildren have ever done that, but I feel more comfortable saying now that, you know. She's not being auctioned off. But it, I think it's sad that, to me, ranks in the same place as when they said, uh, drag your wretched bodies into the center of the room at Haunted Mansion. It's like uh, that little bit of an edge that sort of made it different. Now it's sort of like, are we trying to appeal to everybody? You know, you can't please everybody all the time. No, no, you can't please everyone all the time. But I don't have a problem with it going away, but mostly because... Um, you know, young girls are sold every day into um, the sex trade in this country. Um, that bothers me a great deal. So I think that this is a good thing, but this is going away. Not to get, like, too, too, you know, um, political about it, but I'm glad it's going away. I, I, I know that's not the popular opinion. No. Well, so my knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, God, okay, it's revisionist history. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it, But then... You know, that was the, my immediate response. But then I thought about it for a second because, you know, yeah, it is supposed to be pirates, but it is, you know, there's also like nobody's getting throat slit or anything yeah. like that on this yeah. attraction ever. And then I had a friend, um, Chris Larson, who worked at Disney for many years, and that's what I was trying to look for. He had a message. He wrote a story about his reaction was similar, but he never thought about it this way until he was a coordinator outside of Pirates and one day a girl came up to him and she was crying like in tears about this scene and she didn't understand why this scene existed there and everything like that and so he saw how this scene had impacted something a scene that he didn't think twice about you know I mean it is there is that like I I wish um, it, it is hard because you let go of an original I forget the name of the guy who's the voice who says we want the redhead like it's Paul something maybe I don't know Paul Freeze, is that who it is? If that's who did it, yeah, it's Paul Freeze. Oh, uh, well, um, it's just it, it, like I wish it was altered in maybe a way where it flipped the gender role around or something like that. I'm not against her being a pirate. Like I'm glad the redhead's right. not going away because yeah. I do think the redhead is part of the uh, iconic mm-hmm. thing, and I think it is nice to give women the power. And like, so what? It's not. It's not. Maybe that's not how it was in history. Maybe it is. In all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, there's strong women characters yep. in those movies. So I have, you know, I'm. I was always happy that they represented it that way. And I agree with you 100, percent Julie, about that. There is there is a current day issue that this is insensitive to like that has existed and it's since all then. over the yeah. world. It's yeah. not just here; it's everywhere. Exactly, and that's just one of the things that I feel strongly about. So I just and I'm sure they'll do it right. You know what right. I mean? Okay. I, 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 either way, it'll it'll be nice to just see kind of a, a a little bit of a facelift, I guess, to this attraction. You know, it's not. I don't as long as they don't take away the pigs. You know, they're yeah, right. with the pirate. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, for me, I, I was the same way as Rhino. At first, it was like, how can they do that? Because yeah. it is, it's an iconic scene. Then again, it used to be where Barbosa is now on the ship. That used to also be a very iconic moment that then got switched out. What was it? So it was uh, another captain. But, I mean, he was, it was... 
like it was something that everyone recognized. Yeah. It was a very unique pirate on there with the black beard and the the red jacket. Like you oh, yeah. knew that, and then kick him out for Barbosa. That yeah. was kind of a big blow. So this, it kind of felt like that way again. But I think it's also because you know it's not so much the scene itself, but everyone that knows pirates knows we wants the redhead. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's the line is almost more iconic than the scene itself. So it, that's where I think it's a struggle at first. But, you know, it 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 really if you look at even the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Curse of the Black Pearl and other ones in there, you know, eventually Elizabeth Swan becomes a strong pirate. Well, Zoe, Zoe Saldana, Saldana yeah. in the first one, Penelope Cruz. So yeah. the movies do have strong female characters that are involved in piracy so really if the mo- if the ride has become a blend of the movies and what it once was then really they should be representing that side too so it would have been nice if there were if there was a way to keep that line in like what if we made the captain a redhead as well or we like i said the gender role like if there was just well, or maybe maybe is. they want we to don't... be a captain maybe yeah. they want her to be the captain yeah. we yeah. want the redhead as the captain but and you're right we don't know yet Either that's the thing we've seen concept art, but we don't know exactly what's going to be. But it's it's just one of those like I think everybody who's really up in arms about it needs to take a breath and just look at both options and then it's see only how they feel. Thirty six thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I mean, when you think about the millions of people that visit Walt Disney, right? Though. Exactly. I, I think we all kind of had the same reaction where like originally you're like, oh no, like we're losing mm-hmm. an iconic scene, but then you realize why. The only, my only problem with it is that i feel like changing it to be just a different type of auction scene seems weird like i feel like it should be a more piratey so rip down the auction just have them bringing out their goods to give you because you're you're gonna kill them yeah you're stealing from them and maybe there's like girl pirates that are stealing from them or whatever it doesn't it's not about that it's just like now i feel like it's so now it's just an auction it just seems too fun and not piratey anymore so i don't know that was my only little qualm guess we'll find out yeah we will find out so who knows maybe they'll decide to just rip johnny depp out of it too while they're there well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean let's not go into that stuff yeah we're, we're not going there but who knows we'll see what happens but let's move on to the final news story <laughs> all right captain's grill to have a major concept reimagining will become ale and compass restaurant Back in May, we told you about the market at Alien Compass opening at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. This is the first major step in the reimagining of dining options at the nautical-themed resort. This reimagining also includes a reimagined lobby, lobby lounge, excuse me, and a new concept for the former Captain's Grill. A new brand new Alien Compass concept will make its debut in October when the lobby lounge is reconstructed with not only a new interior, but guests should be happy to hear that there'll be an expanded to 58 seats and will offer a new menu of classic cocktails and light bites. The biggest change to the nearby is the nearby Captain's Grill, which will become the Ale and Compass Restaurant. The Ale and Compass Restaurant's menu is still in the works, but the reimagined restaurant will have a public pub-like ambiance with New England-inspired comfort foods open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. An onstage hearth oven is the focal point. Decor is inspired by the cozy warmth hearth. of a light... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cozy warmth. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let that slide. Decor is inspired by the cozy warmth of a lighthouse as comforting respite from the outside world. I'm excited. I was going to let it slide. It's a good change, for sure. Yeah. Because that lobby lounge is, like, this big, first of all. I mean, it's like you're in a closet. So if there are more than 10 people, it's super crowded. I'm actually more excited for the lobby lounge than... The reimagined Captain's Grill. No, but I, that needed it. I, I wanted, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've eaten there. It's so yeah. outdated. It, and there's like no style to yeah, it. Yeah, no. It, it's like, seriously, no offense to people who like this place, but it's like you're eating at a Golden Corral. It, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. like no ambiance whatsoever. Yeah. I'm excited for the New England. Th- I mean, being from New England, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see what that comfort food is they're referring to. So, but, um, but the we had a restaurant called the Hearth and Kettle that was in downtown Plymouth. And like it... You know, I'm just like, oh, if they can bring a little touch of home, 
down here. I think that would be cool. And like Greg said, that lounge sounds really neat too. Really interesting. Anything that starts incorporating those like classic cocktails in like, I, I like it, 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 it makes me excited because it says we're going to take an attention to detail and we're going to take time with the product. So it's not just something out of a machine, you mm-hmm. know, and that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for me. Um, I, you know, I, I am sure the new Ale and Compass will be a delicious restaurant. I'm sure that it will look beautiful inside and the change to the menu is going to be well worth it. But for me, I find myself spending more time at lobby lounges and stuff lately um, because they have really, not because of just the drinks. That is a big reason. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's the gentleman of the night. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just because of the drinks. A lot of it is because they're also pairing it with really good small plates, appetizers, uh, just little bites. Um, so, it, you know, it goes along with like, if I have the chance to go up to California Grill, I like it, but usually I'd prefer just sitting at the bar and ordering a couple appetizers than going and sitting down and having a full meal. Uh, you know, not even sitting at the bar, just sitting in a little lounge area. Um, like I love um, the Territory Lounge over at mm-hmm. uh, Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. So yeah, it's great to go into Artist Point, but Territory Lounge has a great menu and mm-hmm. good drinks as well too. So um, the Yacht Club has always been kind of missing that, along with. Along with the beach club too, where where you were there, it almost made more sense to just walk around and go to the boardwalk or over to the Swan and Dolphin and hit up Blue Zoo, or depending on how crazy you are, go to Kimonos and do a little karaoke. <laughs> so, um, I, I think it will be a nice change. I love the Yacht Club. I'm in the minority. Yeah. Most people prefer the Beach Club, but no, I like the Yacht Club better. It's classier yeah. to me. Where the Beach Club is, lots of kids <laughs> and noise and too much beach. Nothing too, says too much beach. Class like yacht. It, it's, it's the classiest. It's That's what I'm saying. The two, you got the yeah. sand or you got the ship. Get on the ship. Get out of the sand. <laughs> okay, <then>. okay. <laughs> I think, uh, Ryan was trying to invent his own tagline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's mo- a good one. My mother now. <laughs> she does that all the time. You got to captain your own ship, Ryan. All right, Mom. That's enough. I can't follow that. So I guess that's going to do it for the news. So we are going to move right along into rapid fire, unless Steve wants to run to a park real quick. <laughs> no. Okay, now we'll we'll go to rapid fire, I guess, and uh, we'll start with no one other than Steve himself. All right, take it away. All you care to enjoy mimosas are now available at the Wave in Disney's Contemporary Resort, uh, located on the ground floor. Obviously, um, this is now they're now offering. Sorry, I'm just reading this again. They're now offering all you care to enjoy mimosas for their breakfast menu for $16. This new addition is available during the restaurant's breakfast hours, which are from 7.30 a.m. till 11 a.m. It's really so, not that bad, because around town, it's like, I've been to some places where it's like 12 bucks. So you like you add in that Disney okay, increase of pricing. Like, how many mimosas can one person actually drink? Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay, Ryan. <laughs> I, I actually. How are you going to captain your own ship drinking all those mimosas? <laughs> that's right. It's, it's a bad how, saying. How much were the mimosas that time we did the breakfast up at the Contemporary? Remember, we paid. Uh, oh, we thought they were free, and we just yeah. kept drinking them. Bloody Marys, not the mimosas. Oh. oh. No, but there they, was a mimosa. They gave us they a gave mimosa us too. Yeah, and that's the thing is, Kathy and I drank them, and they were like, "You got to pay for those." Yeah. And we're like. Mm. whoops um yeah no i mean i'm all for mimosas i can't i can only drink like one to answer julie's question yeah Um, i'm thinking the same thing no more than two i I like you like four but then you're gonna get vitamin c poisoning down the road so you gotta be careful (laughs) i like juice and i like i like a little bubbly every now and then but it's you can only have so much orange juice yeah just it, de- I, it depends on the balance. Is is it? It depends on the balance. And my guess is these are going to be a lot of orange juice. There needs to be more juice. bubble. Yes, exactly. I'll, I don't know. I saw in the comments of this article because it actually come out like the morning after that it was actually at the Contemporary, and someone said that they just enjoyed five the day before, um, and they said they were heavy on the alcohol. So. Huh. Were they, they typing it? Yeah, I was gonna say, were they? Were there a lot of misspellings? In the, in the, like, the grammar made no sense. Now I know uh, Rhino and I at some point in time. I was just gonna probably say, bring Kylie along too. Maybe Steve. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we need a designated driver. So obviously, Steve. Yeah. What? <laughs> just kidding. No, just, <laughs> we'll bring Michaela as yeah. the designated driver. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll go try. We'll go try out those mimosas. Fun little. Yeah, well, I've never had breakfast of it. It's it, I, my thing right now. I, I know this is stupid, but like it, I've noticed that. So I always talk about I like the creative food options that Disney has. Is that I I feel like there's a there's this missing spot for like a really good breakfast that does something unique. And so it seems like maybe they're on tap. So they're adding this mimosa thing. But then I'd I'd like to s- start exploring like what are your breakfast options around I will Disney say, World that aren't just boring. You know, I will say the Wave gets a lot of crap, but the Wave is a great alternative if you don't want to pay for parking. Because you go and you can get breakfast there and you can park for free at the Contemporary and then you can walk over to the Magic Kingdom. So if you take that out of the cost of having to park at the TTC of... What 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Yeah. So it's 20 bucks out of the cost of, if you think about it that way. Of so $16 mimosa. How dare you parking. say that? How dare you say that? You are supposed to leave the parking lot as soon as you're finished yes. with your meal, <laughs> drive over to the TTC, and park there as well. After you have had your unlimited mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> you know Disney rules. Be responsible, mm. Steve. Come on. Okay, uh, Kathy, what do we got? Okay, well, we had announced, or Disney had announced, that there was going to be a temporary location for the first aid station, but they canceled that. Oh, so um, Oops, I screwed up that time. <laughs> so they they've not put it back on the books. So I guess the moral of the story is is look at our rehab list before you go because things can change all the time. And you never know when you're going to get stung by a bee at the TTC and need to yes. go to first aid immediately when you get to the park. It stung me right in the side of my head. Ooh. Oh. Nobody could tell me where the, the first... So how word, much bigger did your head get? Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allergic to bees, though, in all seriousness? No, thank oh, God okay. I wasn't, because it was literally... There is no first aid at TTC. I was like, this bee just stung me twice in the side of my head, and it really, it started to hurt really bad. And they were like, well, you got to get on the ferry. And I was like, I'll be dead by the end of the ferry. (laughs) You could have texted Katie. She would have come out and done something. Seriously, next time, you just start screaming, I need a smoker, and you get a cigarette, because the tobacco will help to pull out the Oh, really? I learned this when I was little. Oh, it'll be like my childhood all over again. Just put the (laughs) cigarette out on the side of my head. I'm just kidding. It never happened to me. Not a well, lit one. This has just one. gotten away from me. You just cut open the cigarette and use the tobacco inside. Oh. So you may have to pay them for the cigarette. Aren't they expensive? But I don't, know. I don't, I don't smoke. There might be someone willing to save your life. You never know. Okay. I'm just, it's true. <laughs> life lesson. I, I, I believe you. I know you learned all that people. voodoo back in the, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the bayou. Voodoo. <laughs> the voodoo in the bayou. You better Isn't look it? out. I might be buying a doll with your name on it. <laughs> I wouldn't put that past you. Why don't we move on to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Morimoto Asia at Disney Springs has announced it's having an inaugural craft beers and bites festival. Okay. First of all, we had a discussion earlier about what the term festival means. And this is going to be on the second level of the restaurant, which is called the landing. I don't understand how you can have a festival on the second level of this restaurant. Where are the booths going to be? Where is the music going to be? But anyway, so it's going to be on my birthday, July 29th, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. It's $49.80 for three hours. I think this is a little steep. You have to be 21 years old, obviously, to drink. Um, unlimited beer and bites with 100% of the profits benefiting the Children's Home Society of Florida. Okay, now I know why it's expensive. So it's for a good cause. Um, they're going to feature Crooked Can Brewing Company mm. with Peking Duck Tacos, right? Peking? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Copper Tail Brewing Company um, with Morimoto Sticky mm. Ribs. Sounds good. Red Light, Red Light Brewery, mm. Sushi Hand Roll, so spicy hamachi and spicy tuna. Cask and Larder, um, mm. they'll feature a cashew pork quesadilla. Uh, Boagans? Yeah. Beer, beer company? I knew he would know. Yeah. Um, they're going to have churros with Nutella. And two Henry's Brewing Company with a poke bowl. Ooh. Hourglass Brewing with Okonomiyaki, which is a seafood pancake. Mm-hmm. And then the Red Cypress Brewery. And they're going to feature yakitori, um, beef with ginger miso paste. You can purchase tickets by clicking here. <laughs> 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 Shut up, <Doug. laughs> 
<laughs> no, um, be, there's a link on the page. So, and they are limited. So, if you're interested, you need to get your tickets now. Don't wait. It's kind of cool that it's a hundred percent of the pro- proceeds. That's really that cool. Too. Yeah. Like it, usually, it's like a percentage. Like, right. So that's really so hundred nice percent benefiting the Children's Home Society of Florida. So it's going to benefit the children. That's awesome. And um, if you like beer, it's right up your alley. Well, that Peking yeah. duck is that their signature duck? It's a taco. I just dragged out. That's the one you see roasting, isn't it? Yeah, I They're eating there. Yeah. Yeah, they have the ducks in the window. Yeah. Um, It's quite disgusting. Yeah, but okay. (laughs) To go back, though, to the beer aspect of it, all you can drink. um, The breweries that they chose to to pair with here, they are all semi local. So, um, like, um, Bogan's is up in Castleberry. Two Henry's is out in Lakeland on the way to Tampa. Okay. Uh, Coppertail is in Tampa. Um, it, it, they're, these are all, like, my favorite breweries, the places that I go and bounce around to. Well, you, you should go celebrate my birthday there. I actually am going to be there. So <laughs> I will not be celebrating your birthday, per se. Um, but it will be in the back of my mind knowing mm-hmm. that you're not there. Uh, but yeah, because yeah. I don't really care for beer. This is not up I'm, my alley at all. Yeah, and, and it's not, you know, it's not for everyone. But for people who uh, always ask us, like, when they come here, well, if I should go off property and uh, go try beer somewhere at a brewery, um, if instead of have going to the brewery, if you want a good chance to try Florida beers without having to drive around, this is actually a really good way to do it. Um, and then especially since it's all you can drink, if you find one you really like, just... Yeah, stick with that it's also all time. you can eat and those ribs are i oh. don't like meat on the bone but this is like <laughs> that stuff that is the best like those ribs and that duck are they're good oh i agree Corey, Corey would be eating his weight in poke bowls i that's what i thought when i saw that i was like <laughs> all you can eat that's dangerous if i know if Corey martin goes they're they're he never gonna use that phrase again <laughs> i no, will true, you better not be i will be a straight up glutton that day and i'm proud of it so thank you julie Oh, you're welcome, Craig. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Rhino? Uh, okay, so there's a brand new restaurant, and it's not really brand new. It's the retheming of the uh, the old name for this. I cannot remember. Portabella. Portabella. I, it's the place that I talked about on the show where I did the cooking class um, a while back, and it was an awesome cooking class, but then immediately after that, it closed. So um, it's going to become the Italian Sorry. Um, it's going to be called the... Tar- Does anyone know how to say this? Terralina? Terralina or Terralina? Terralina? Oh, it's a... I would say Terralina. Terralina. Italian. Uh, Terralina Crafted Italian, owned by Levy Restaurants, uh, will be opening this fall in the space of the former Italian restaurant. Um, Chef Tony Mentuano will return, which he was the nice guy who did the cooking class. He was very, very personal, very nice. Um, and he's going to curate the new menu, and uh, Chef Justin Plank will be returning to run the kitchen. Um, this multi-million dollar makeover is transforming the space and the landing on the shores of Lake Buena Vista. Um... It's inspired by the design and lifestyle of Italy's Lake District. Um, The new restaurant will be reminiscent of an Italian home with an open kitchen, dining rooms, and uh, eclectic decor, and a new veranda bar outside the main entrance. Um, The new menu will include artisanal pizzas um, and fresh vegetable dishes from a wood-burning oven. And um, I guess favorites from Portobello, like the antipasti platter and uh, signature pastas will return as well. But um, focusing on the, how did you pronounce this, Steve? Hearth? The hearth kitchen dishes Uh, will embody the passion and flair of the flames. But it'll be open for both lunch and dinner. Um, It... From the looks of the photo, it doesn't look like it's a massive redesign of this restaurant. I think it's just kind of like, I think it's just being altered to be a little more um, family style. I I think it's going to be a lot bigger than we did. I mean, they just got done redoing, uh, doing Boathouse. So, because that's also Levy's, right? Is it? They redid Boathouse? Yeah, it's Yeah, they they both, Boathouse and... Um, Portobello or now Terralina, those are owned by the same company. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, um, you know, I, I think that they're going to put the same care into redoing Portobello to, to definitely transform it, make it a, a brand new, fresh experience. It which, needs it. It needs yeah. it, yeah. It really yeah. needs it. I'm excited for that bar on the water because the I know we keep talking about bars in this episode, but when you're just, friends are in town and you just want to, like, it, I, it, it, I cannot 
say enough how nice Disney Springs is at night. And, like, the boathouse built that bar that's back on the dock. And then it's got a walkway where there's, like, seating out there over the water. Like, if this is just more seating on the water, that's... You can't beat seats on the water right now. I get you. Whether it's a bar, a restaurant, Mm -hmm. whatever, everyone likes to be on the water. Plus, I like all these new... The new bars because it's an alternative to somebody like me who does not make dining reservations ever. Because usually you can sit at the bar and order a full menu. And even if you can't... It's, you know, the tapas and stuff, at least it's a nice, like, to know that you're not being excluded from that place because you don't plan ahead because you're irresponsible. Like me. Well, this has just been great. I'm excited. <laughs> no, it's uh, lots of water talk, yachting, lounges. <laughs> we are fancy. We, <laughs> we be yeah. fancy. Yes, we are. So that is going to do it for a rapid fire so let's move on to our last little bit and that is talking about d23 expo Mm -hmm. so specifically let's talk about some of the rumors in terms of disney parks because well this is a disney park show so why would we talk about anything else and we'll start off with uh Uh, Some of the speculation for what we may see here in Walt Disney World. Um, And why don't we just go right off the uh, right off the bat and talk about what's on everyone's mind yesterday because of a poorly titled article uh, that went out. Tron coming to Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Wow. William Thank you. Shatner. I, yeah, I, was, I was doing my best uh, space <laughs> style speaking there. So Tron coming to knock out the Speedway and be in Tomorrowland. Uh, is it something that we think is all but confirmed? Are we excited know. for it? I, I would be extremely excited for it if it actually comes to Tomorrowland because I, I worked in Tomorrowland. And I think it needs an update very badly, and this would help. There's just a couple weird things with it. Like, the location would put basically, base, well, two of Magic Kingdom's largest coasters right next to each other, which would just kind of be odd, in my opinion, placement-wise, in the park. Um, and it doesn't really fit with the old, like, uh, the theming of Tomorrowland right now. <laughs> I feel like it would cause the whole it'd be like disjointed in a way of you mean what, like they need to update the rest of Tomorrowland tomorrow yeah. so that to catch up with what the Tron ride would look like and so there's lots of problems I could see them having putting this in there it would cause a lot of construction I think throughout that land to oh yeah no but, it would stick out like a sore thumb if I, it was put in current Tomorrowland I don't I personally don't believe it unless they completely redo Tomorrowland I don't think it has a place um there, in terms of Tomorrowland. It just it it doesn't fit for me. And you're taking away oh you know it's Where not am a, I supposed to take Ferris and Philly to teach him how to drive? Well that's what I was gonna <laughs> I wasn't it's not necessarily a high capacity attraction, but it is a popular attraction nonetheless, and it is very family friendly. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, in do we need more thrill rides in the Magic Kingdom. Personally, I, I don't care about Tron. I didn't see the movie. I will never see the movie. I, mm-hmm. It doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Tomorrowland Speedway. I enjoy taking Ferris and Finley on it, especially now that they can, you know, be behind the wheel. And they can't hurt anybody. Right. It's not exactly fun to ride with them driving, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, you know, like the going back and forth, bonk, yeah. bonk, My, bonk. It, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I saw something, too, that said with the way they would have to put it in there, there was a chance that the people mover would be a casualty. <gasps> oh, no. yeah, then forget and, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really care what goes if Tron replaces it, but you can't get rid of the people mover. Never. I, I would be thrilled to see a Tron roller coaster, and wherever whatever park they choose to put it in, I'm 100% okay with it. But I, I agree, I don't want to lose that people mover. I don't know that it matters that two roller coasters are going to be next to each other because I think it's at the point where like things going to go where things can fit because yeah. if well, it wants to be in that park you there's, know? there's also a large amount of land behind and next to Space Mountain kind of behind the Speedway mm-hmm. um, and the Speedway if you look at like an aerial map is already like a third if not more of Tomorrowland it just doesn't seem like it because it's tucked away in that corner um, or on the side but it really is pretty massive so I think that there's lots of popularity to it, but I don't think it quite reaches 
the amount of space that it takes up in such a valuable location. Well, that brings them to the new rumor that's going around too with it that um, Speedway will stay and then it's going to be placed somewhere behind the Speedway, which to me, you know, I drive that way when I'm coming from property to get home. That's where I drive by. To me, they would have to put it on the other side of that road in order to that would be weird. really fill enough space. I mean, we're talking a roller coaster, not not a small dark ride, like a, a full-size roller coaster. So uh, while I know there's a lot of room, I don't personally just driving past, I feel like Speedway has to be a casualty in order to, to fit something full-size in there. So Do I, you think Tron would be better over where universe of energy is would it fit I was just in better? thinking I was just thinking maybe it would fit better in Epcot because you know you could tie it in with like computers because it yeah. is about computers you know and uh, like it it almost seems like it would fit in there especially if the rumored like thing with Epcot becoming more incorporating movies more in it would make more sense but I, I don't know if it's going to yeah. go anywhere in the Magic Kingdom, it's obviously going to go in Tomorrowland. Yeah. But it, it should go. But I agree. I, 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 for me, I feel like it would fit aesthetically and more appropriately in Epcot. In future, yeah, in future world, that's what would make the most sense. But that's not what the rumors are right now. I guess that's exactly correct. So, um, moving on to the next one, we'll talk about Epcot. We've mentioned it before, but uh, the big one starting off is that. People are expecting that we're going to hear about the Ratatouille attraction coming to France. Thoughts, opinions? It just better not take the movie spot. <laughs> I actually completely agree with that. If they take away but, my France movie, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, right now the, the speculation is that it will be kind of beside France in the space between um, there and uh, Morocco. But they oh. Which, oh on the left side yeah which there is there is space in there I mean I do love that movie I think it's underrated I don't think enough people have seen it I think I it's the greatest it. <gasps> you looked right at me it is the greatest <laughs> movie in the world showcase I know people love Canada because 360 and uh, Martin Short's the host of but it but it's a stand up the whole time no France is beautiful it makes yeah. it like it's the perfect I don't shot. like the Canada yes. one flying Welcome around France. To France. And then, yeah, great it's narration, so great music. Oh. I know. I love yeah. the wedding scene. I don't care if it's from, like, 1979. I love it. And that little theater is actually really pretty. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It is. I, I would I would like to see them start, like, adding stuff that expands. Like, so if Ratatouille comes and it expands France, that's cool. Because I like the idea that we can still add stuff to add on and not take away from. Yeah, right. I agree. So, like, yeah. keep the – especially with what we discussed in a future Minnesota, you may watch at some point, about Norway's – uh, the Maelstrom versus Frozen is like it'd be nice if the things that celebrate the heritage and culture of the country that it's there for stay as mm-hmm. well as getting the attraction mm-hmm. that takes yeah. place over mm-hmm. there. You know, for sure. Yeah, I mean France is definitely my favorite pavilion. I mean, oh, I have beautiful. several, yeah. but it's my top pavilion. I love the wine shop. I mm-hmm. love the patisserie. I love everything so about get that booze place. And your ice cream. God, mm. I have, might have a drinking problem. <laughs> I mean, I like both restaurants. I mean, Mr. Paul, I I think, is a little overrated, but I do like both restaurants. I just, Um, I just love that when you get in there, it, it feels very like you know when you come over the bridge and it's got, it's just got like usually the guys out there with this whistle, poop poop poop, like that's the terrible impersonation of a whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're like me and you can't whistle, that's all you can do. But I agree. I think it's a beautiful pavilion, and I would hate to see it like alterations come at the, you know, something like that for you know that detract from yeah but at the same time too we talked about it on a uh on an upcoming uh minnesota where i i could definitely see the benefit of adding a ratatouille attraction because it's going to bring more people back to france mm-hmm. which it's already very well mm-hmm. traveled back, back around it's very busy but think about how many more people are going to explore more yeah. of the France Pavilion and maybe give the movie a chance, uh, talk to some of the cast members and actually learn a little bit about French culture. Uh, yeah. it's There could be a lot of benefits by adding a marquee attraction mm-hmm. like that in there. So I'm, I'm all for it if they want to do it. So um, do we also think anything about Brazil being added in there? Care? 
one way or the other? Is World Showcase okay? It seems I mean, I'd rather see have? a different country, but yeah, I, I, I know that sounds terrible, but it, it is one of those like I oh. I it's I get it because we have a massive audience that might enjoy it, but I don't really go to American things when I. Like, if I was going to go to another country, I don't think I'd stop at the American stuff. I think I, I mean, would... I don't stop at the America Pavilion unless I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, because they were nice, but... I mean, I always enjoy the food at the Food and Wine Festival that's from Brazil. So, like, I'm not against the idea of having something that could provide food to me, ever. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't want know. an Australian pavilion. I know. Yeah. That'd be nice. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, for me, that I'm in the same boat. I... I don't want to say that, um, you know, Brazil would be a bad thing at all. I think there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to like about the Brazilian culture, yes, especially but- the food. But I feel like I can find that other places than needing to go to Walt Disney World, where something like Australia, that's not something you just see yeah. any day yeah. of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's but that could also be argued like, well, Canada, all we have to do is drive a couple. Uh, couple well, days up well i have a question depending on where you're from are there other countries from south america that are represented in the world showcase no right no but i would love to see something too like argentina argentina would you be know cool. Peru, venezuela maybe. yeah something yeah. with the jungle uh, yeah yeah like with the jungle would be cool so, but, i mean well, i guess brazil Brazil's, might have a jungle so brazil's massive yeah but so i'm not i'm not i'm not against it i guess it's just it it's one of those like a lot of Brazilian people have um, moved here and set up a lot of very successful businesses yes. around here. So there is a really thriving like Brazilian eateries. Like we, yes, locally we can get around. Brazilian food here. Exactly. In Central Florida, I want something like Craig, or like you guys yeah. said, something that isn't common for us to be able to grab somewhere outside of the park. Yeah. You know, I think like we kind of all have mentioned, it's it's not that Brazil is bad. It's just like there's so many other options that like yeah. I can think off the top of my head that'd be cool like Australia or Greece or oh, Spain. Oh, I was just thinking Greece too. Yeah. Ooh, like, Greece, yeah. yeah. That would be a good one. So, I just I wonder if the Brazil Pavilion will have chanting 24/7. Well, <laughs> see like before I would have loved to had something like uh South African in there, mm-hmm. but then you think well Animal Kingdom does a really mm-hmm. good job of um Animal Kingdom does a good job of preserving that African culture as well as Asian too. Maybe Animal Kingdom the next big thing to come after Pandora's now open. Maybe they need South America being added Rio de to Janeiro. that style. Yeah, like a, just a a whole whole a bigger addition than just one small pavilion. But I think you know, it's more food. Always great in Epcot. Uh, any thoughts on Guardians? So we've been talking about this one all throughout its lifespan here, starting months and months ago. Do we care anymore? I mean, what's the rumor? Is it a, an all-new original it's attraction? Back, to, or back it, to Universe of Energy. Yeah, but, it, it, but so it won't be like Mission Breakout. It'll be something completely no, redesigned, No, it'll be right? a coaster. I mean, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I do, too. So I'm not, like, I'm not against new things that come in there. And I get that it, the difficulty here is now you say, well, it changes the story or the meaning of the park and stuff like that. But I don't know. I I look for new experiences all the time, and I'm open for them. So, yeah, I just uh, I always will defend Universe of Energy. It's a good it's a good people eater. So well, when people give it that, a chance, um, it's a good ride to nap on, I guess. No, I I agree with Craig. Like I do, there are things about that ride, the attraction I do enjoy. It could use a little bit of a pacing, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. A overlay. Yeah, but you know, cut the cut the attraction in half. Because I love Ellen. Oh, yeah. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. You teach your kids to sit through it and shut up and enjoy it, just like my parents <laughs> did right. when I was a kid. You can take Ferris and Finley on the next time. Will, we'll I see will. how that goes. I will. <laughs> I will do that. It's it's a date. Mm. <laughs> no, they probably would Dead really air. enjoy it. <laughs> because, I mean, seriously, I think the, he gets more joy when they see him than when they see me. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Carson. You know, Twig. That's me. <laughs> Don't wear it out. So uh, we know we're going to find out way more about Star Wars. We know that we're going to find out the Toy Story Land uh, opening time okay. frame. We need to go back. Need, like, ex- I wonder about exclusive merchandise. What do I need to send Corey to get me this year? <laughs> uh, I don't pay attention to that. <laughs> we need to go back to Epcot because you oh. keep teasing the big oh, I'm news. I'm sorry, Kathy. I apologize. That Figment, we're going to find out 
most likely what's happening with Figment. Well, you think do you think there's going to be like he's being replaced or is well yeah the, is he, it a change or is he being wiped out for something completely? He's um, what's the movie with the Inside Out? Yeah, oh. um, and Figment will just have one little like scene in that. He'll be part of Imagination. I'm hoping. Yes, yeah. but oh okay. Oh yeah, it makes sense. It does, but it's like, why didn't they just, you know, make Figment better? Well, that, well I would agree. Like, I, it, an overhaul of the attraction that's about imagination would be fine. I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. they could have, you know, they when they started sending out the survey questions, you sort of figured that, you know, that was already on their radar. And with some of the rumors that have come out about it, um, you know, I'm not looking forward I, to that announcement. That's... Uh, I'd be really interested to see what the financial numbers are on Figment merchandise because uh, they've done a great job of representing Figment mm-hmm. through merchandise. So clearly, they they they're not just making it to like try to push him. People must have a demand for it. So um, so how are they going to balance that? Mm-hmm. Um, will Inside Out sell as much merchandise as a character like Figment? I mean, Inside Out, I think, is an amazing Pixar movie um, and definitely one of their best. But I feel like you don't hear people still talking about it a couple years later. Right. But yet you still see kids losing their mind over anything, finding Nemo and finding Dory related. So uh, is Inside Out popular enough to warrant it? I think for Disney right now. Unfortunately, because I love Disney Park exclusive stuff like Figment. Like he doesn't. There's no Figment movie or anything like that. But I think from Disney's perspective, un- unfortunately, they. I think they think it's probably easier to sell to first time visitors things that they've seen in the movies or TV yeah. shows than a concept and an idea that they've never experienced before. Which is sad. But I think from Disney's perspective, it's like. Well, if we say that there's a new Inside Out ride, that's going to bring a lot more people to the park than we redid an old attraction that you don't know about because you've never visited Walt yeah. Disney World before. The thing I do like about Inside Out is the talking about feelings. And mm-hmm. for kids, you know, when you're learning about yourself and learning how to express all these feelings, I think it could be really, really good if they do it well, mm-hmm. you know, to sort of help with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I hey, I agree with that too. I think it would have a great place over in Wonders of Life, and when they thought that Cranium Command got stale, they could have easily updated it mm-hmm. to be Inside Out. But yeah. that's that's a whole other thing. I, I, I again, I love it. I would be there day one to experience whatever they do with Inside Out. But it's your job. Um, you <laughs> but I mean, you have to think too. At one point in time, Pirates wasn't wasn't a, a movie franchise and yeah. stuff it, they got lucky and it turned into something bigger that spawned it now turning into a whole different beast you know you can't ever roll out original creations mm-hmm. from becoming something bigger and better yeah figment has had years to try but has disney really really given it a good effort see Is, I, are they lazy i just think that they're gonna put something in there to sort of in their mind solve the problem that they can get rid of figment by saying they're putting something else in. And then in a couple of years when that doesn't work, it's like that it's going to be another one of those pavilions that, that closes slowly down. dies. Yeah. yeah. But, um, we will, uh, wrap it up and talk about the other coast just real quick, even though that's not what we talk about. Kathy, what were you uh, mentioning with um, that? Um, there was a rumor that bugs land out in California adventure is supposed to be going away. What? They're going to take away the Heimlich choo choo. Yeah, yeah, that seems weird Not to me. His but... be gone. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's going to chain himself to that ride. <laughs> and Paint the Night is supposed to come to California Adventure. Well, that, so, I can see that. And they're going to take away the fake, which I didn't realize that they were fake, overhead trolley lines. I don't get that. But I, I didn't think they were fake either, to be honest with you, because the trolley comes out and runs along them. So I thought it was like... Yeah. But that's that's... I don't get the purpose of that. Just so they can do the parade? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I'd like to see it come to Disney. Come here rather than go back to Disneyland. Yeah, the one I was following a couple people on Twitter last night. Um, 
big, uh, you know, big Disney fans and stuff. And they were bringing up points that I think we've all thought about before. Um, Main Street Electrical Parade, while it did have some magic to it here at the Magic Kingdom, it always felt like it was Disneyland's parade. Mm -hmm. And out at Disneyland, people love it because it fits into that park perfectly. Paint the Night, I felt like, also fit into Disneyland perfectly. As much as I'd love to see it here, I don't know if it could translate as well Mm. um, at Magic Kingdom. Hmm. And that's what they were bringing up, too. And it was like, yeah, it's nice to hear someone also chiming in that same thoughts. Yeah, I want it, but I want a parade that is meant for our park. Kind of like what happened with Festival of Fantasy. Make a parade for our park. And it ends up being something really special. So I, I would, you know, I would rather see Paint the Night get played over a California Adventure, so that way they can have both nighttime. Yeah, parades, we need something new. Alleviate stress. Give us something new. Yeah, yeah. that so, works. That does work, and so we will find out more uh, this this coming Saturday. Uh, well, I guess once it opens up, we'll start hearing uh, tidbits dropped around. See the Star Wars Pavilion that they're setting up, and other really cool things out there. And yeah, Saturday's the big day uh, during the Parks and Resorts panel. We'll be there covering it. Have great uh, video and lots of breaking news coming from it. So make sure you are following along with us again. But. We have to leave in a plane in like yeah, hurry up. <laughs> way too uh, way too shortly from now. So we're going to wrap this up and say that is it for this episode. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for watching and listening. Rhino, if you will cue the music here, I can I pushed uh, it. I can start to wrap up and say thanks for watching again. And we'll see you next time. 